you're starting to go downhill, you know you're getting close, and then literally you're just walking, you look down to your right and there's this waterfall, like this amazing waterfall, and it's the first one. You just have to stop, like you just stop, you take it all in. It's so, it's so stunning. It's literally gorgeous. And it, you're just like, okay, everything I just did is, is worth it. Like this is why I'm here. Welcome to Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. I'm Gail, your host, and I wanted to say that over the years, I have seen out-of-the-world photos of a waterfall in Arizona called Havasupai Falls. It has the most gorgeous turquoise water, and it's not an easy destination to get to. So I really wanted to interview someone who has been there and really find out how they made it happen. Now, I found Rizzo, a travel blogger from Arizona. She's been to 54 countries, and her goal is to inspire women to solo travel at least once in their life. I highly recommend it. Now, Rizzo is quite the adventurer, and her photos are stunning, like simply stunning. I interviewed her for this episode, and I highly recommend checking out her Instagram page. It's at Miss M-I-S-S underscore Rizzo, R-I-Z-Z-O, or find her website on wheresrizzo.com. So Rizzo really walks us through how to make this happen as far as permits, costs, and, and shares her experience of visiting these falls and the other falls around there. Hope you enjoy. So hi, welcome to Experiences You Should Have. Glad to be here. So thanks for being on the show. So you're a 27-year-old adventure traveler? Yes, I am. Crazy, crazy girl. <laughs> how did how did you so get into that? Yeah. Um, so I started traveling alone about six years ago. I mean, I've been traveling my whole life as a kid, but um, about six years ago, I started going international alone. And once I did that once to Thailand, I was like, this is, it's a wrap. Like I know like there's nothing else I want to do besides travel and especially international. I have such like a crave for it. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, I love that. So I saw your photos in the Girls Love Travel Facebook group for the Havasu Falls. Okay, so there's two ways to say it. I see like Havasu Pie. It is. It's, it's a little tricky. Um, it's called Havasu Pie, and it, it means the people of the blue green water. Cool. So pie means people. So whether you want to like call it Havasu Pie or Havasu, that's cool. Um, it's really this. I mean, it, I don't know if you're asking me this yet, but uh, it's this canyon like in the middle of nowhere, right? And yeah. so that's where it got from, basically the people of the blue green water. <laughs> to describe your experience of going to Havasu Falls or Havasu Pai Falls? Wow. Like, just like you said, I mean, we, social media, we have to, to thank and blame for blowing this place up, actually. Right. So um, it's kind of a bittersweet movement um, that social media has been able to capture, you know, 
everyone's attention with just these beautiful photos, which it is that stunning. So, um, but I've obviously seen it. I'm an Arizona native, so it's literally technically my backyard. You know, it's kind of one of those things that you take for granted. So, um, I've seen these pictures over the last few years and I knew about it like growing up, but I had, I like realized the, uh, like the accessibility that I had to it prior to like social media, like, wow, I would have been up there every weekend, you know, like if that was possible. But so now, um, you know, I sat there this past year and I kept seeing photos of it and it was just stunning. And I'm like, this is in my backyard. Why have I not gone? So then I started, you know, getting curious and looking into how do you, how do you do it? So I've had friends that have gone and I know like each year the rules keep starting to change due to like the huge amount of people trying to come, yeah. uh, go to it. So I knew that there was a permit involved. So I knew it wasn't going to be that easy to just like get up and go. I knew that you needed a permit. Mm -hmm. Um, So then when I realized, when I told myself like, you know, my 2019 goal is to go to Havasu Pai. Like I will go to Havasu Pai. However, I do that. So I started looking into it, Googling like what, how to get the permit. And it pretty much Google directs you right to um, the Havasu Pai website. Uh, it's like have a supply reservations, I think it's called. And so once you Google that, that comes up, it literally brings you to the one and only like true website. And it tells you on there that it basically had said at that point that you need to sign up and have a profile ready because we'll be announcing when we like basically let the permits go. So what they do is once a year. So this past year was February 1st, which it seems to be like, I think it's always February 1st, but I can't confirm that. Um, but so February 1st, um, so I set up like reminders on my phone, like text messages, like alarms saying like, sign up for your profile, make sure you're ready. So like leading up to this February 1st date, like the days before I've been like super anxious. Like I have to go to a Starbucks and be on really good Wi-Fi, Like, cause I know <laughs> I've heard, I've heard that it's just right? Cause it's like 50,000 people are trying to get on. So I heard it just crashes. So I was expecting that already. So February 1st, 8am, this goes live and no one really knows. They, I watched a few videos on how, um, like how the process is going to be. Cause you don't know, you're kind of like going into it blind. Right. Yeah. And so, um, literally 8am it's about to open. So I'm at Starbucks at 745. Like I'm ready to go and 8am it opens and immediately like it just, it shifts from saying like, uh, basically just this tab pops up and it's like book here, like click here to like book basically. So then you click that and then it times out. So, <laughs> so it times out and it's kind of one of those things where you're just like, do I refresh it? Do I just wait? Like do And it's like, right. I've never been so Blessed out. Like I was so upset at the coffee shop. I'm literally upset in Starbucks and it's, I'm doing it for an hour and 45 minutes at this point, like refreshing and refreshing. And like it would, so I, I just wasn't getting anywhere. And it just kept saying like, you know, error, error. Like obviously I know it's yeah. crashing. And then I'm seeing people like saying that they got theirs. So now I'm frustrated. I'm like, no, I'm literally like in tears, like in tears. I don't even know why it was such a big deal for me. But like, yeah. I was like, I'm so upset. And I'm like, it shouldn't be this hard, you know? And so about an hour and 45 minutes in, I gave up and I went to my house and I was very upset because I had a workout to get to. So I was like, I just can't wait on the computer any longer. Like I just can't do it, you know? So I get into my house and as I'm like changing, I remember sitting on my, my laptop was sitting on my bed. I still had it open because I was still trying. And, um, I was changing, getting ready. And then I'm like still refreshing it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I'll do something different. And so I was like, Oh my God, like it let me pick how many guests I wanted to bring. Cause before I couldn't even see that. So all of a Whoa. sudden it was like, yeah, so choose how many guests. So I put four and then it timed out and then I'm like refreshing. And I'm like, no, <laughs> so, <laughs> eventually, 
long story short, um, about 10 minutes into doing that, I got in and like, they say ahead of time, like know what date you want because have in mind, because as soon as you get to that calendar, like once you get to that calendar part of it, um, you kind of just have to pick something quick, right? Cause it'll time out again. Mm-hmm. So finally something opens. I had every intention to go in April because I knew like it'd be perfect weather all around just be a good time. And so when the calendar opened up and I, all I had really was, you know, of course, February, cause that's when it's like, you know, pretty cold. So February didn't sell out too quick, but then there was just March. So I was like, just picked this random date in March. I knew it was going to be kind of cold, but I just did it. It was done. I like literally did a happy dance. I was so excited. I couldn't even believe like I, I, I got it, you know? Yeah. So, um, that was that process. And after like, man, that is so stressful. It should not be that hard. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh <not>. my goodness. <laughs> So the time came for you to go. Uh, tell us about how you got there. Okay. So we, four of us were going. And so we knew that there, um, there's two border towns basically that are right outside of Havasu Pie Cause there's really nowhere to stay around the actual trailhead. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two, there's two, uh, cities that you can stay in, um, that are just about an hour away. So we stayed there. There's only like two lodges in the whole town. Um, and so we decided most people like to start early the hike, like four or 5 a.m. kind of thing. So we, we thought it would be better to drive up the night before, stay in the hotel, be well rested for the morning when we got up there and went. So um, there's about an hour drive in and you don't really know where you're going. <laughs> you know, it just kind of yeah. looks like an open desert. And then you just, you, you arrive at the trailhead and you're like, all right, like, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> so. so you got to the trailhead. Now, how long is the trail to Havasupai? So the trail is about eight miles. Okay. Um, till you reach the town. So the okay. town of Havasupai or Havasu. Um, and so you get to the town and then you have another, you check in, um, and then you have another two miles to go down to the campgrounds. So one way is 10 miles. uh, So obviously round trip about 20, but then there's a lot of hiking in between. So overall we did a lot of hiking. So were you camping at Havasupai or was this like a day trip? Like how, how long was your trip? The permits changed this year. This is the first year that they did this um, to where it used to, last year, you used to be able to pick, you know, two, three nights or four nights, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, they made it all just easy across the board. It's a minimum or minimum maximum, basically, of three nights, four days. Three nights, four days. Three so, nights, and you, four days. Well, obviously, you can leave sooner than that if you only want to stay a night or two. But honestly, your body is so tired. <laughs> that, yeah. And it's so gorgeous. Like, you know, you want to stay. So you're hiking with your tent and water and food and all your camping gear. Like what is on your back during this 10 mile hike to the falls? It's honestly crazy. Cause yeah, you are carrying anything that you're going to need for the next four days or is on your back literally. And you want to be strategic about it, about packing and um, what you're bringing because you think it's nothing because it's on your back at the moment. And you have like, you know, if you have a good backpack, it's, you know, sitting on your hip, So it doesn't feel as heavy. Um, yeah. But once you get 10 miles in, you like, you want to dump it all everywhere. Like you don't want to carry anything at that point. So um, you definitely want to be strategic with how you're 
packing, but definitely light wear. And unfortunately, we were a little bit in the winter still, so we had to bring a little bit warmer clothes and beanies and things like that, which are fine. But um, I think if you go in the more warmer um, seasons or months, that obviously you probably only pack like bathing suits, right? Right, right. So, um, but yeah, you have to bring a tent. You have to bring food. You have to bring um, a way to make the food. So you know, gas or however it is, those, they have a lot of, you know, newer camping things that make it pretty easy to light up some mm-hmm. lunch and dinner. So, um, yeah, you're just carrying all that stuff really, but there are other alternatives. You don't. So obviously the hike is free after you pay for the permit it's and carrying your own bag, that's all free. Um, but there are alternatives and there is, um, you can hire mules basically. So they run mules up and down the, t- the town runs mules up and down, um, a few times a day and they are allowed to carry up to four packs on their back, um, for a fee of course. And you do have to reserve that ahead of time. It's kind of just like getting your permit for the actual campgrounds. Yeah. Um, Or there's a helicopter that runs in and out. Um, and it's not every day. So, yeah. So there, cause it's kind of like one of those things where like you hike in and you're on like this kick and energy and it's like all good. And you know, you get there, but when you know you have to leave, it's like that feeling like that dreadful feeling of like, Oh crap, I have to hide myself back out here. So you almost get to that point where you're like, let me see if like the helicopter is an option. Right. You know? right. But like the days we were there, it wasn't even running. So, um, it wasn't an option. <laughs> So tell me about the hike in with your friends, you know, where are you mentally, how are you feeling and what it was like when you saw Havasu Falls? It's actually, it's pretty crazy. So obviously, I mean, it's all leading up to it from the night before, you know, driving up three hours up to the Canyon, uh, Grand Canyon area and uh, staying the night, waking up super early, like repacking your stuff kind of. And so you're on this kick in the morning. Like there's a lot of energy. I mean, you're still kind of half asleep because we went at like five in the morning. So yeah, you're still still waking up, but, um, you're definitely, when you start, when you get situated out of the car, get your backpack on, get it fitted and stuff, you're on this kick for sure. Like once you drop down in the Canyon, um, so right when you first start the trail it immediately goes into switchbacks and that's probably the hardest part of the trail as far as coming back, because you have to imagine going down is easy. Right. And it's just, that's what coming back. And it's the last part of your hike coming out. Like it's all switchbacks and it's uphill. So the coming back part, that's the worst part, but going down, you know, you're going down into a Canyon. So it's so, it's so stunning. It's absolutely gorgeous. Like you almost just forget that anything's on your back. You forget that you're literally about to be hiking 10 miles right now. And you just, you're just soaking it in because it's absolutely amazing. Like it's, it's unreal that you drop down into like a Canyon like this. And it's huge. Like the beginning, the start of the trail is very open, like very, very open. You don't feel like you're in a little Canyon yet or anything. So, um, but you're just, you're definitely on a, a kick. You're on a high for sure. And it's just fun. And, you know, Know, got music playing and yeah we're just ready so you just go and we we did a really killer time for sure but um you want to take breaks throughout the obviously you want to make sure to stop when you need water and you do need water a lot you want to make sure you're very hydrated have electrolytes things like that um so we just take breaks whenever we wanted to whenever we wanted to pull off have a little bit of lunch so it, it's it's really like one of those things that it's like about the the um the journey, not so much the destination, even though the mm-hmm. destination is like killer, the journey like itself was a lot of fun. Cause it's, you know, we just got to take our time going down there. It wasn't really a race or like nobody's pushing you like kind of just a fun thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you first made it to the village before you got to the falls. Yeah. 
So Tell you me get, about this village. It's so crazy. So right before the village, you know, you're getting close. Like on top of that, we have like a watch, you know, that's tracking our miles. Cause when you're down there, one, your phone doesn't work. And two, you don't really know where you're at. There's no mile markers. There's no, like, you don't, how much is 10 miles? Like who really knows? Right. right? Um, and so when you get down, you know, you're coming close because there's a stream that comes like all of a sudden there's a water running. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're getting close. Yeah. Like, don't want to stop yet like you don't want to stop you just want to keep going and so you all of a sudden enter this village and it's like you it's like you come down this little hill and all of a sudden just you can see this village right so you're just almost like you want to kiss the ground like i made it so yeah you you walk in and immediately there's this little convenience store that sells indian fry bread and all that kind of stuff so everyone kind of stops there for a second you think that you're there but you're not you still have to walk another like 15 minutes in just to get to the office to check in so you walk in and um there's literally a whole life down there. It's a whole little life. And it's, it's very small. I think, um, if I remember correctly, the gentleman said it's a town of 500 people. So they have one little grocery state, a grocery store. They have one little school for the kids, uh, not a high school, um, just smaller kids. And then they have like the, it's funny <laughs> where you go to check in for the, um, the permit, they have like their little board of information. So it's very old school. Like we're, yeah. So something you have to go read that board of, and there's paper like on the board, like there's no, nothing, no technology down there by any means. Um, so you check in with your permit, they tell you, they give you the map, they tell you where that, where you can start from camping, like start, start your actual campgrounds, tell you you have another two miles basically. Right. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a, that's the good, uh, in town, that's where you want to basically stock up if you want food or like buy things like that. Cause you don't necessarily go back in and out into town ever again until you leave, you know? Mm-hmm. but there is a lodge there as well. So if you don't want to do the camping route, you can stay in the lodge there, which is also something you have to book obviously way ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So now you've got two miles to go to get to the falls. How was that two mile hike? That last two miles is so intense. It is so intense because you know, you're almost there and your body just wants to give out like at that point. And I'm fairly, 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 uh, in shape. Like I work out five times a week. <laughs> so I was pretty, I felt pretty trained for it. And I, and, and, you know, good, good to go. But by that last two miles, your body just wants to shut down. Like you don't want to carry your backpack. You want to drop mm-hmm. it. You know? And, and so you get, you know, you're getting closer, you're getting closer. And then, but you, we can't start campground until after the, the park, the ranger, there's a ranger station that starts the campground basically. So once you get to that, you know, you can like set up almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but before, right before you get to that ranger station, like you're starting to go downhill, you know, you're getting close and then literally you're just walking and you, you look down to your right and there's this waterfall, like this amazing waterfall. And it's the first one. And, um, it's just, you just have to stop. Like you just stop, you take it all in. It's so, it's so stunning. It's literally gorgeous. And you just like, okay, everything I just did is worth it. Like, this is why I'm here. Right. So, um, that's like immediate reaction. You just literally, you just stop. Like you have have to soak it in to get your pictures, but it's just one of those things that you like, can't take your eyes off of. Like, it's so beautiful. So how many waterfalls are along this trail? So there are five waterfalls. Mm-hmm. Um, there's five. And so the first one coming down, like I said, it's pretty much like right into town and you kind of almost don't even want to look at it because you want to keep going <laughs> and get through the real ones, right? So there's 50 foot falls. 
Um, then there's the Navajo Falls, which is the second one. Uh-huh. Then there's um, Havasu Falls, which is the one I was just speaking about, like right yeah. before big dramatic one that you see and you're like, wow. Um, and then there's Mooney Falls, which is the, the largest one and it is the most powerful one. And then the last one is going to be, um, Beaver Falls. And that one you save for another day, basically, cause it's another, uh, I believe it's four mile hike. So you just you give your body rest and go the next day. Right. But it's, Beaver Falls is a really, really great hike to do. So I definitely recommend that one. Yeah. So Havasu Falls, tell me about what this fall actually looks like. Describe the color. It's just like I said, so Havasu means, you know, blue, green water, right? It is just, it's, it's almost unreal. Like how does water even get this color? Right. Um, And I remember reading on a sign that it was from like lime deposits, I guess. Uh I guess it's colored from lime or something like that, but um, it's just so blue so green like the most perfect mixture of blue green and it's clear and it's just beautiful I'm like okay (laughs) to me I describe it as a true desert oasis like there's no way that there's these amazing waterfalls that look like this in the middle of Arizona like that's supposed to be a desert right right so yeah it doesn't even make sense to me So how long did you spend at Havasu Falls? Did you go swimming there? What did you do around the falls? So, I mean, okay, so back to, so you see that first waterfall and you know, yeah, yeah. Yet, so you want to keep going. So you pass that park ranger, which is just, you know, a couple hundred feet away. Um, pass the park ranger, and you know, you can set up shops. So now you're just looking for the best place to stay in the campgrounds because I've heard a few things like during like flash flood seasons and stuff, like the water rises. And so if you camp next to the river, um, you're going to be resetting up shop somewhere <laughs> like your stuff's right. going to be soaked. So you want to be pretty um, smart about where you set up. And just obviously there's a lot of, not a, I wouldn't say a lot of people there, but there are people there. So it just depends if you kind of want to be like in solitude or if you want to be around people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you find your, you find your spot that you want to be. Um, you can literally camp and set up shop so close to Mooney Falls, which is kind of scary, but some people do, but you can literally camp right next to it. Like you can wake up, you can go to sleep to listening to the falls. Like it's so, yeah. So we set up, yeah. So you set up shop and you're just dead. Like you, we all had to take a nap. Like we we ate immediately, take it, took a nap. And then we, we went and saw Mooney Falls and saw a little bit more of it. But at that point now, you know, the hike took about, God, what was, I think it was about four, four and a half, five hours. So, um, and by the time we took a nap, you know, and it gets dark early. So it was March, beginning of March. So it was getting dark by eight o'clock, like seven, eight o'clock. So yeah, it's dark. You pretty much just go to bed and just call it, or you, I mean, you play games around like the camp, but there's no fires. There's no, obviously no electricity. So whatever lights you have is pretty much all you got. Um, so the first night you'll, you'll take it easy for sure. You don't want to do any more hiking at that point. Your body pretty much hates you. <laughs> so, got it. Got yeah. It. So then the next day is when you'll, when you'll wake up and of course you want to go see Mooney Falls right away. You want to get in it. You want to get, and so Mooney Falls is actually pretty crazy because it's not easy to get to. And yeah. it's actually really, <laughs> there's no way it would pass like national park safety. You know, <laughs> it's like you have to scale down rocks basically and swing, not swings, but like um, ropes almost like metal. Uh, how do you call this? Like, metal chain you have to like lower yourself down on and it's yeah oh pretty intense actually and it's actually pretty scary because the if it's one if it's rainy season or if there's water that's coming off off the rocks itself so you're you're scaling yourself down rocks and it's wet 
there's yeah yeah slick it's very slick and it's very steep and there's ladders that you have to climb down and it's a it's a it's it's it takes about about 15 20 minutes to get down probably a little bit more okay okay so you have to be you have to be in that kind of i don't want to say like shape but like you do need to be able to i wouldn't recommend it if you know like it's hard for you to walk normal, I guess. Or like if you feel like you can't hold yourself up kind of thing, I right. wouldn't recommend going down, but I mean, got it. Got it. <laughs> so then you get down and you take your photos and it's so powerful and so beautiful and everything that you would ever think it is. The water is cold, of course, but they do say that the temperature is the same year round. So okay. obviously if you go in the summer, you're going to want to jump in it 24 seven because it's really hot down there. Yeah. Um, for us, I definitely still got on the water, um, but it was a little chilly, but it wasn't too bad. I, yeah. It's actually like that perfect refresher once you're so tired and it feels great on your body. <laughs> yeah. So what happened next? So we basically called it a night the first night, woke up the next day, scaled down Mooney Falls yeah. and did our photos. And then we decided to do the Beaver Falls the next day, so that, that same day. So um, we basically headed down the trail to the last waterfall. And that was such a fun hike. We actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> Our bodies were still pretty sore the next day. I remember being like in bad shape for sure. I like, cause I didn't really stretch and stuff. And I would recommend that to anyone mm-hmm. definitely stretch before and after, um, mm-hmm. else your body just cramps up and you'll feel it. And you're not going to want to hike beaver falls or anything else when your body feels so depleted, I guess. So anyways, roughed it out. Went to Beaver Falls. It's a beautiful hike. It's so it's so different. It's very unique. Um, a lot of different like terrains, I guess. And you have to cross the water like five different times. So you're literally, and that's where you see a lot of the people taking photos in the water, I guess, like crossing because mm-hmm. you have to cross the the water. That's only part of the trail where you have, or like in the whole thing where you actually have to cross water to get to it. So I do recommend water shoes for that. Okay. Yeah. And let's get into some more logistics. Um, so how much did you really need to budget for this entire trip? Uh, like break down, break down the costs for me. Okay. So the permits are, if you go during the week, it is a hundred dollars a night. And if you end up there on a weekend, a weekend night, mm-hmm. uh, it's 125. So we fell on like, I think it was a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So okay. our, our total permit was 325 for us. So there's, you wouldn't pay more than 375 basically. And that's if you went on the whole weekend, I guess. Right. Not Friday, but, um, and so that's, so you could assume that the permit's going to be between 300 and 375 ish, I would say. Okay. Um, and then obviously all your gear and your camping stuff. So if you have camping stuff, then you're pretty much set, you know, you have your sleeping right the tent um you do need to buy meal ready order or like the drive um like freeze-dried food yes freeze-dried food you definitely want to bring all those so that you know those run about nine ten dollars each kind of so and you want to bring enough (laughs) yeah yeah um and so and then the hotel the night before was about a hundred dollars okay gas which is just standard but um that's pretty much it really. Um, I did buy water shoes. Like I said, definitely need water shoes. You're going to want to bring, um, the hiking sticks, the hiking uh-huh. poles. They will save your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hiking poles. 
And then I was seeing if you if you took a helicopter in and out, it was eighty five dollars each way. Yeah, for the helicopter, but you couldn't guarantee a seat on the helicopter. Is that what it said? Yeah, I was I was checking it out. It's something like you have to. It's it's also like a sign up. You have to do it ahead of time. Um, but yeah, it is eighty five dollars. Yeah, so eighty five dollars each way. What about the meals? Do you know how much the meals cost? The meals were one um one. 80 I believe it was 180 for four bags so four people split it so 180 for the mules now would the mules save you time at all or do you think it takes about the same time to hike it definitely is going to take nearly the same time obviously if you don't have a 40 30 40 pound pack on your back like yeah it's probably a breeze to just keep walking whatever so I don't think it would save too much time, more just um, stress on your, not stress on your body, but you know, it would save your body. Now are people riding the mules or are you just using the mules for your stuff? They just use the mules. So the locals um, basically, as you're going down the trail, you'll pull over a few times because a herd of mules are coming at you. Oh, so wow. They okay. brought them down. Pretty much like, I, it seems like they do it mostly just in the morning so much, probably because it gets warm down there and they mm-hmm. do it early. Um, but it's a, basically a local with about f- four or five meals in a row and they all have bags on them. Okay. Yeah. Now, what if you're coming in from out of town? What airport would you fly into in order to, to go over here? Um, so it's kind of, it kind of depends. Depends. I mean, obviously, I think the easiest would be is to fly into Phoenix and just drive up, or you could fly into Flagstaff, which is a little bit out of the way, and just drive over. Okay. So I think Flagstaff would be the quickest as far as driving time. Uh-huh. But I think the easiest airport to get to in general is obviously the main airport of Phoenix. Okay, cool. And that drive is about three and a half hours, four hours. Got it. Got it. And. As far as like the gear that you brought, you had to bring in your food, you had to bring in a good backpack. Um, now, what about water? Were there, was there water along the way where you could use like a life straw to drink from, or did you need to carry all of your own water with you? So going down, you definitely need to have all enough water for yourself because um, there is no water on the way down. Mm-hmm. Um, when you actually get into the campgrounds, there's a watering hole basically. So there's just this um, watering hole yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is running all day and people just fill up all their bottles and jugs and stuff throughout the day using that. So you're good once you get there, but you definitely want to be prepared with enough water on your way down. So we brought basically a camelback. We all, we each had a camelback and then we all had like a jug hanging off our bags, just an extra jug of water, but we didn't even use, we didn't even use the whole camelback really. Okay. Well, is there anything you need to watch out for like nature wise or... No, there wasn't at all. Not, I mean, I think once the summer gets, once, you know, Arizona is known for snakes and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right. And that all comes out in the summer. So, and these warmer seat, uh, the warmer months that are about to come up, I would say maybe there'd be a chance that that kind of stuff's down there. I think that's just natural. I would uh, totally assume that there's snakes down there, but I can't, I uh, really don't know. So. Sure. Yeah. so you went in March. What are the best times to go see Havasu Falls? So it's funny because I had no intention. Like I said, I wanted to go in April because that just seems like that's just the best weather in Arizona in general. So, you know, April, uh-huh. April kind of months. Um, obviously, once you get into 
the summer, uh, May, June, July, August, like I couldn't even imagine being in that canyon during those months. And I know that's like kind of when everyone wants to go, right? Because it's it's hot, it's hot. You're going to be living in a bathing suit the whole time. You're right. Want to be in the water? So at first, I was a little like. I wouldn't say upset, but at first I was like, man, we got beginning of March. It's going to be freezing. Right. Right. Um, But after actually doing the whole experience, I actually said to myself, I was like, wow, I don't know if I'd go any other month. Like, I think I would, wouldn't go past April to be honest. Um, on our way out, luckily when we went down, um, to start the hike, we were in overcast. So Uh we kept our jackets on for the most part. Like it was perfect weather. But mm-hmm. on the way out, we got peaks of sun coming into the canyon on the way out, and it was like killer hot. So yeah, it was only March, so I couldn't. I would, I would pass out. I feel like if it was May or June or July. Yeah. So it's kind of like, do you want to go earlier in the months of the year and have a, an enjoyable time all around as far as not being too hot and but you won't get in the water as much or do you want to go when it's like scorching hot do that hike and then just always be in the water because we didn't get to enjoy the water so much because you know right for us maybe if you fly a helicopter in and out during the hot summer months and then go swim yeah okay so let's say um we talked a little bit about this earlier but i just want to get the final answer on this um Every single show I ask if this experience can be experienced, uh, let's say if you're in a wheelchair or if you have limited mobility. So let's say you were able to fly in via helicopter into the town. So you have that still, you have that last two mile hike. Is, does that two mile hike have handrails? Does it have like is it wheelchair accessible at all? If you did have limited mobility, could you get no. there? No, I wouldn't even recommend it. Um, okay. You do have to hike that next two miles down and it's, it's gravel, you know, it's ground. So yeah, there's no way you could push a wheelchair down there. And the helicopters aren't going straight to the falls, right? They're going to the town. Yep. They drop it right off in the town, right in front of the check-in uh, where you check in for the permits. Okay. All right. I wonder if the helicopters fly by the waterfalls, if you could go see the waterfall. That would probably be an amazing view, but I don't think so. They don't go that far. Okay. All right. But I'm sure you could see. I don't know. I would assume you could see, but I don't know. Okay. All right. Just trying to gather yeah. gather information for, for my listeners. And, and what about kids? Did you see any kids on the trail? No. So I did see some younger, uh, they were probably, there's a few boys that sat up next, sat up shop next to us and they were probably, you know, eight, uh, 10, 12, maybe. Okay. But nothing too much younger than that. I think it even says on the website that they don't recommend children coming. Okay. That's- Got it. So, so maybe older kids possibly oh, yeah, or teenagers, yeah. this might be a really cool experience. And then, um, and so it's pretty much three nights for everyone, right? That's like three nights, four days. Now, could you do it shorter? Let's say you only want to stay a night or two. Yeah. You don't have to stay the full three nights. You do not have to stay, no. Um, but like I said, I feel like if you hike there, you you want to stay. <laughs> like you definitely want to get your money's worth, your body's worth, like all that. So, but yes, you can definitely be in and out. You can do it in a day. Um, I even saw someone getting married up there. Oh, wow. Taking their photos. So I was wondering, I was like, did they get a permit for this or how do they do it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned on February 1st, you got your permit 
And and you essentially left like a month later. Yeah. So would there be any way to get that permit in February for the year later? Or when you get that permit, it's for the upcoming months. Like how does that permitting work? So it would be, so February 1st, it opens and you basically have from February 2nd on to the next year, like the next February. Okay. Um, so, and I noticed that obviously everything sold out right away as far as all the other months, but I did notice that there was obviously still uh, permits available for February. And I think even, I don't know if January was actually open, but um, there was people left the February ones because they knew it was going to be cold. Yeah. So you really want to go, you can get in on February. Yeah. And is that water, is it blue green year round or are there times when it like is muddy or doesn't have that color anymore? Is that beautiful year round? It's almost unreal. Wow. Yeah. It's so beautiful. (laughs) And so why, why do you think others should have this experience? It's really just one of a kind. Like I said, that desert oasis. And I've ever heard that growing up and I've never even been able to picture like, this is what I picture when I say like desert oasis. And it truly was like a test on myself. Like I said, I'm pretty in shape. I'm very active. I love to hike. And it was not, I don't want to say it was a struggle for me, but it really showed myself like, wow, like you just did that. That is crazy. You hike, you know, nearly 30 miles in a few days. And so it was actually really rewarding to, as like a person to do something like that. Um, and, and obviously the destination or like the actual end point and results were everything and more like it's so it's real so it's definitely something that I think is just rewarding all around especially if you do if you actually do it yourself fantastic fantastic and do you have any final tips for our listeners as far as gear to bring or something you brought that you were really glad you brought or something you wish you had so definitely like I mentioned earlier you want to have water shoes it'll just make life so much easier um, you want all terrain, like hiking shoes going down, especially if you are hiking, um, you're going to want to take care of your feet for sure. And a normal pair of Nikes, like, yeah, you can do it, but your feet are probably going to hate you. Yeah. So definitely be smart about your, your feet, your shoe wear, um, water shoes, hiking shoes. You're going to want to have those hiking poles. I'm telling you, they saved my life, saved them, especially doing going down Mooney falls and like going, doing even the beaver falls. That last one, I told you that other hike, um, you just, they'll save your life, especially on the way out. So hiking poles, and then definitely be smart with the food, the food that you bring the meal, the ready meals. Mm -hmm. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, lotion, obviously sunscreen and lotion is a huge one. Like you'll get chopped from the water. So we want to make sure you have enough lotion and toilet paper, definitely toilet paper. Ah. So they have bathrooms there, which is really nice. And they actually maintain them pretty well. Um, and they do restock the toilet paper there, but there are times that there there's no toilet paper. So just make sure to have your own and baby wipes will save ah. your life. Okay. Toilet yeah. paper, baby wipes. And this entire list and links to where you can get these permits, as well as if you want to follow Rizzo on her journeys, will all be on experiences you should have.com. Rizzo, truly, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your experience. And would love to have you on another time as you travel throughout the world. And um And I'll definitely be following you on uh, wheresrizzo.com. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for listening to Experiences You Should Have podcasts. If you love this podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes. Also, if you want to help out, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a coworker, tweet to all of your friends and maybe your enemies and tell them about Experiences You Should Have podcasts. Also, follow us on Instagram at experiences podcast and please check out our show notes at experiences you should have.com that contain links photos and more info and everything that you would want to know about this experience thank you and until next time